Welcome to the Ruby Hour, a podcast produced by our company, Ruby Riot Creatives. We specialize in video production and content marketing, and we're based in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm Shelby Ring. And I'm Madeline Rager. This podcast is devoted to interviewing extraordinary people doing extraordinary things and nuggets of wisdom that they've learned along their journey. Also, just want to give you a heads up, uh, we have potty mouths and we're talking about inappropriate things. Thank you so much for joining us for the Ruby Hour. I am your host, Shelby Ring. I am here with the amazing Haley Kelly. Um, Haley is an amazing wedding planner here in town in Charleston. Here's her quick blurb just so you can get the who, what, where, when, and why. She's awesome. So Haley is the owner of Haley Kelly Events based here in Charleston that specializes in wedding planning. When Haley isn't behind her computer dreaming up wedding design or on the phone with vendors discussing logistics, you can find her and her husband at Graft. If you've never been there, it's freaking awesome. With a glass of wine in hand at Orange Theory or with her two kiddos at the beach at Sullivan's. Her work has been published in Martha Stewart Weddings, Ruffled, and Charleston Weddings. Haley, thank you so much for taking the time to come, hang out, talk some shop. Oh my gosh. So let's see, are you from Charleston? No, originally from Anderson, South Carolina, so in the upstate, but after I graduated college, I moved down here immediately, so I've been here for 10 years now. Okay, awesome, and so was your trajectory, did you always know you wanted to go into planning? How did you stumble upon being in the role you're in today? Yeah, so I realized, my freshman or sophomore year in college that I wanted to be in events and I took three years and did three different internships in nonprofit and corporate and then in weddings um, and my wedding internship was in San Francisco for a summer so it was easy to kind of fall in love with weddings um, so really what got it started is I'm not a school person I don't love classes I don't love tests and um, but I love being involved I was vice president of my sorority I was student body president um, so I really quickly realized that I wanted to do something around people Um, my cousin's wife actually was in um, hotel events and when she started telling me about that I was like huh events like you can make money doing events and um, that's when I really started thinking about it and kicked off those internships to figure out what I liked oh that is so cool what did you have any particular moments when you were in San Francisco like any cool events that still stand out to you to this day yeah so um, one we did at the Museum of Modern Art I believe um, and during the event they were having a Chihuly um, showcase oh the glass yeah yeah with the big starburst and um, from that moment it was really cool the the person who I worked for they didn't know that Chihuly was going to be there because the installations changed out every few months and so the big like yellow starburst was in the background of the ceremony and just kind of dealing with that and seeing all of that go down the week of figuring out how we were going to change the angles of the ceremony and then embracing the Chihuly installation was part of like I loved like that stress and getting through it and the clients being so happy so oh yeah that would be like bucket list status yeah. to be able to like document. That sounds insane. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so paint me a picture of, all right, you got how many little ones? Two. Okay. Yeah. What are their ages right now? Older girl, three. Okay. Younger boy, 20 months. Okay. So they're exactly awesome. 18 months apart. Oh, 
That's perfect. How how do you balance like what's your world look like from pre having babies into like balancing all of it and still having a thriving business? Yeah, that's hard. Um, so I am an only child. My husband's an only child. So having more than one kid was like a big adjustment for us. Um, having kids in general is an adjustment. Um, so, but before I had kids, I could leave the house without any questions. We could go on a date night. Um, I could sleep in. Um, so a lot of big changes. Um, now I don't get as much sleep and I wonder where all the hours go in the day, even though I'm up from 6am until midnight most days. So, um, so yeah, it's been hard, but I think after having my second, I realized like I needed to put myself first and make sure that I was happy. And so, you know, I found orange theory and that was great. So, you know, today, for example, I was up at 5:45. I went to Orange Theory at 6:15. I was back at home. My husband was getting the kids up. He then left. I took the kids to school, came home and showered, got to my office for a couple of hours. Now I'm here. Then I go pick up my kids. So it's just yeah. It's a rush every day and it's also kind of groundhog day, the same thing every day. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. No, it's like when I hear like I don't have any babies yet, yeah. but to hear friends that are balancing all the moving parts it's like you were like a conductor of a symphony to just like keep your world in check that's like crazy how has that shifted with um you know with managing clients and doing wedding days and you know like the you're thinking of all of these details that go into these weddings and balancing the details of your personal life like how does that work for you um i think when you have kids it for me it has made me realize that i don't need to take on every client that calls me and it's more about quality making sure that relationship is the right fit for me and clients that respect me having kids like Mm -hmm. now if i have you know i let my clients know this summer i was like i have one week left with my kids before school like i'm kind of kind of out of touch all of their responses were like oh my gosh have so much fun where in the past it may have been okay well when will you be back or you know so I think now I take on way less clients I don't do a ton of weddings a year um and then also like when I have a event my husband is so supportive so like he knows that I am kind of unreachable for a few days and he really takes on taking the kids to school and you know all of those things we also are lucky and both of our sets of parents live here so oh, that's they awesome. help a lot uh, <laughs> um yeah. yeah so that's great um and I think just you know kind of uh what's the word um compartmentalizing things so like when I'm with my kids I'm with my kids when I'm working I'm working um and really separating the two so before I get to open my laptop I'm mom uh, this morning I forgot I also went to the grocery store to get pumpkins for their class you know it's yeah. 6 30 so yeah. um so yeah so just kind of compartmentalizing the two. Oh, that's awesome yeah. and that's like so inspiring to hear of like finding the balance and I love one of my girlfriends that you know she's going 90 miles an hour in yeah. a given moment and she's like it's all about having quality moments more than just the sheer like the mom guilt of like oh well if I'm doing these things and then I have to shift gears but being like no it's like being present like you're saying compartmentalize I'm with my kids okay now I'm shifting gears I'm with work right right that's awesome um do you have any pets we do um but he's currently living with my parents (laughs) 
Um, yeah, we're moving. He's on, yeah, <laughs> he's on the back burner. Um, yeah, he tore his ACL, and oh, so now he's no, living though. the beach life out at Sullivan's and really enjoying it. But right. we'll get him back eventually. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's on sabbatical. Yes. I love it. Um, and so I love that your roots in the um, wedding industry and in the hospitality industry here in Charleston run deep. You have been in business in the wedding world since 2009. Like, that's awesome. What has your journey been like, um, you know, shifting from, you know, um, I'm hesitant of if we should say Patrick Property. Is that a good Properties. term? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. so. You know, with your roots running deep in Charleston, where you are, you know, you worked with Patrick Properties um, all the way back in 2009. So you're like an OG in the field of like wedding vendors and knowing the different spaces here in town. Um, tell me about that journey of like finding your, yeah, just yeah, that experience. So I graduated college and it was in 2009. No jobs were available anywhere. And so mm. I um, actually went to culinary school and okay. got a skills degree in culinary. Um, and then I started as a server at Patrick Properties. Okay. So I was like, I'll do oh, anything. Yeah. Um, so I worked, you know, weekends and events as a server, promoted to banquet captain, um, promoted to event manager fairly quickly and then handled all of our staffing and um, yeah, it was great. I, I think it was the best place for me to start in this industry. Um, you learn everything about events, like the logistics, the rentals, um, what to do for weather, you know, how, when do people have to move out of a tent due to lightning and wind and um, wow. just venue management in general, like how to lock up one of these old homes in Charleston yeah. it's important yeah. um and just to be also respectful of the properties yeah. and the historic homes here um so yeah it was a great great experience um I was working a lot there a, a lot of, a lot of events um I can't even do the math on how many but um sometimes three or four in a weekend uh-huh. um yeah so it was it was um grueling you know after a few years there but the best girls I'm still friends with all of them there um and a lot of times there you're in events and then you kind of move on to sales but I knew sales wasn't for me like I didn't want to be in the sales side of things for me I personally like to see an event from the beginning all the way to the end so if I don't get to see the sparkler exit then it didn't happen for me I want to see it all so yeah okay yeah tell me um specifically like what's your sweet spot when it comes to the wedding planning um services like what I do for yeah because it's like is it day of month of like you know how do you like to be in engaged with the client yeah so I do all full service so hands-on from the very beginning so they may have or may not have picked their venue even or a date um so I have like and I'm trying to do six to eight weddings a year um to keep it manageable so I can still have free time with my family and um also spend the right amount of time on each client so yeah Yeah. so I'm a control freak I'm definitely type (laughs) a so I like to be involved in every single detail so I I mean I need to know everything um it's kind of hard to explain but like you know if if you were to hire a vendor without me knowing that affects everything you know um so if we have two guests drop out that means we might be redoing table assignments which changes the escort board which then changes the seating chart that we give to the caterer so i like to be involved and have a hand on every single thing yeah no that's so awesome and um i mean our wheelhouse being in wedding videography 
there's nothing better than the control freak wedding planner because it's like everyone gets to be at ease. It gives all of the guests, including the bride and the groom, permission, as well as the mother of the bride and, you know, the mother of the groom, just everyone that wants it to be amazing and come together to know that they're in good hands and that all of those details are totally ironed out is like beautiful and right. for us you know we're able to know that if we're you know eating or if we take our moment to have our vendor meal that like speeches aren't going to kick off right. you know it's like <laughs> so nice to be able to work with that like fluid energy that you know like right. someone that does think of things start to finish that's right it's <laughs> uh, a love language to us um i love that one of the mantras or sort of a, a belief that you like to go by is this concept of instead of fake it until you make it be it until you are it yes so i heard that funny enough from a group in charleston that i've gone to a few of their events called the champagne society and um it was started um, by a lady named gervais and she's awesome and it um is really for working women and women that have children that work so um it's awesome and someone said like fake it till you make it and then someone stood up and said that and i was like that makes total sense because i'm not faking it like i'm you know what i mean like i know what i'm doing um so Mm -hmm. until someone recognizes that i am it i'm gonna keep doing it so yeah yeah so i thought that that was really until you are it yeah i love it (laughs) step into it and wing i mean it's like I think it's amazing that even through um, like our podcast development process that seeing the different people that are like, yeah, I'm game. And even the fact of like, you know, okay, you're signing up for like a a 55 minute conversation. You don't know where it's going to go, but you're like, I'm going to be it until I am. Like, I'm going to roll with it. And I feel like that is something that shows like that emotional resilience. And it's like, that's a must have for being a wedding planner where it's like it's your job to like you know you're steering this ship and like making sure that everything feels seamless and you're doing it with a smile on your face right right Right. always oh (laughs) i love it um so one thing um that you've mentioned is your happy place tell me about what is your happy place um, here within driving distance? Yes, so within driving distance, um, our favorite place to go is the Ritz-Carlton in Amelia Island. Um, it is such a cool area of town. It's in Fernandina Beach, so it's like between Florida and Georgia, but this is on the Florida side. Um, and it's my husband's parents started going a long time ago for their honeymoon, or not their honeymoon, I'm sorry, their um, anniversary every year. Okay. And um, we were down for a friend's wedding on Cumberland Island, which is a really cool small island where JFK Jr. got married. Oh. And so then we went to the Ritz to meet them for dinner, and I was like, I'm never going anywhere else. Um and since then, um, when I was with the Charleston Bride, I had a wedding there at okay. the Ritz, and um, it was amazing. They have always just treated us so well, and I feel like you're so taken care of. We went to um, our baby moon there, which is a thing. What? Yeah, you get to pick where you're going, and you get to, like, have fun. Yeah, um, so, like, when we arrived, they knew I was pregnant. My husband told them, you know, that I was craving, I think, watermelon at the time, and they had, like, iced watermelon in our room every night. Oh. Um, they had, like, toys for our baby to take home. It was great. So, anyways, they take really good care of us. Um, their spa is amazing. Now that I've been back, not on a baby moon, their drinks are amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so it's just one of my favorite places um, oh my for sure. Wait, wait, what is a baby moon? I have um, never heard this until this 
moment. Yeah. I need to know. Yeah, so Baby Moon is where you kind of go off as a couple one last time before okay. the baby's here. Um, so for us, we wanted to go somewhere driving distance. We waited until we didn't get one for our second baby, I don't think. Okay. I don't remember. Um, but with our first, we wanted to go somewhere driving distance, and um, he surprised me and took me there. So I didn't oh. really know until we got on the interstate, I guess. What? So Yeah. <laughs> I want a baby moon. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be babies coming up, but I want a baby moon. <laughs> that is so awesome. Well, I know. I feel like Amelia Island has been something that I've heard on several people's radar. And so when you said that, I was like, I need to know more. Yeah. That is awesome. Um, tell me about... Um, that you know you've shared okay so you know you grew up you're an only child um and you've you mentioned this thing of um you can be assertive but you hate conflict and i love that because i feel like that's something for me it's like to know especially being a leader and having a business there's those moments where we have to step up and yeah it's not comfortable so what are some things that in your own mental toolkit that have helped you step into that maybe easily or like what are things that help you strengthen that muscle yeah so for me i think one of the things i will say i'm good at i guess is i like to get in in the wedding world information to everyone like i'm like here's your timeline here's your layout here's the details so i know i've done my job of everyone having the correct information so in my mind, it leaves little room for conflict because I've provided what I needed to provide. Um, So that's kind of the first thing I do. I think also when it comes to wedding days, it's not as hard for me to be assertive on, or um, yeah, assertive on wedding days because I kind of, the energy's there. Like I'm already like, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm watching out for everything. So it's not as hard for me to say, hey, you had that contract. This is what we asked for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, if you talk to people nicely, most people are relatable. So you don't have to yell, you don't have to say bad names, or, you know, anything like that. So as long as I can come to them and be like, hey, I got you this information. Unfortunately, you're not doing what we talked about, then it's okay. Also, at the end of the day, I work for my clients. So if they wouldn't be okay with a chair that shows up that's broken, I'm not either. So yeah. it's they're the ones that are paying my paycheck. So I'm there to represent them. So I kind of have to. So yeah. I just remind myself of that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, it's nice. I feel like if I have, I just thought of a story of, of Madeline getting in a fight with someone over a wig. And uh, we'll get into that in another moment. But <laughs> the like, when you are doing something on behalf of people you care about, right? it's very, you it's know. Easier. Yeah. You're like, I got this. Versus if you're like, hey, like, I want this for me. It's like, it's so much easier to bring that forward whenever you have, um, yeah, when you have like someone else's interest in mind and and remembering like, I got their back. I want to make sure they have like total peace of mind on this day. I love that. And like you want vendors to care as much as I do. You know, you want everyone to be excited about the day as I am and as the bride is. And it's hard and trusting because people do it day after day after There's day, you know? So it's like, I'm kind of their advocate to be sure that they're getting the best mm-hmm. or being taken care of in the best way. I love that. And I feel like whenever I do consultations with clients as well, I say, you know, there's there's two kind of vendors you're probably going to run into. There's people that, you know, they're, they're tried and true. They've been doing it forever. And they're either going to be like, oh, like, oh, it's just another wedding, like whatever. It's like this jaded thing of yeah. like, oh, you know, here I am. <laughs> I'm working. I'm on a Saturday. And then you have people where it's like you've gone over like whatever your number is of like I've been in I've been in the trenches I know this industry I know this town 
and you still love it. Yeah. And you still are like, I live for this stuff. Like, I enjoy what we're doing. It's not just another wedding. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing that, like, you know, with my own team, whenever we show up, it's like always remembering and, like, from a filming perspective that it's like... I don't care if this is like our 200th wedding we've done. It's mm-hmm. like for this couple, it's their only this one. is the first day yeah. this will ever happen for them. Yeah. And to like celebrate each couple's unique mix of like their day right. and, and see it like tap into that empathy of like getting in that energy. And like, I love that you're like, you know, looking out for their interest in being an advocate because it's like when you have a team of vendors like that and especially if you can like vet for them like if you know the key players that it is like you're going to be in good hands like I know these people I know their work like I know the caliber of what you can expect it's like you're truly operating as a team for that day versus like a bunch of you know subcontractors they're all just like marching to their own drum right right yeah that's I love it um Let's see. So, um, tell me about the squad. You have a really unique squad in your life, um, and I want to hear more. Yeah. So, um, I think part of how I got on this podcast is maybe from Meredith with Sweetgrass Social. Yeah. So, kind of, I think where it started was I had my second child I have first and foremost I have the most amazing friend group like my other mom friends that are my friends for life there's five of us we text 18,000 times a day (laughs) um but specifically being in the wedding field like I was kind of struggling on like I miss work but like I love being at home with my baby so I kind of needed some communication with some people that were doing that yeah um so meredith specifically we started chatting on snapchat like we literally didn't have each other's numbers and um then one day when we were like going insane we were like can we go meet for like a rose lunch and we took our babies that were like still in um car seats and just had one glass um and (laughs) so we went to lunch and we just like started talking and and that's kind of where it got kicked off. And then another friend of mine was moving back in town um, from Kansas City. And she, I think, you know, wanted to kind of connect with someone also in the wedding industry. Both of our kids are the exact same age. Okay. Um, another planner that's kind of in that group, her daughter and my daughter are in the same class. Um, and then, wow. yeah, so it's just kind of this, like, connection. And then the other person in the group also has another um, a daughter on the way and has a son. So we're all we all have kids that are, like, ages five and under and then um we're all business owners so it's kind of cool to be able Uh, to connect with people like in the exact same situation as uh me um which is great to the t yeah yeah so it's it's you know we get to talk about like kids and and potty training and you know all of that but then on the flip side i can be like hey so when you file for these taxes like what do you do (laughs) and they're able to like help me out and answer some of those questions and you know non-judgmental and like really kind of walk me through things which has been amazing so i mean i feel like that's the way things were supposed to be like back in the old day you know you're like that statement of it takes a village right and it's like all right so you know maybe a lot of us have careers now and like where's that camaraderie right of being like oh like what technique are you you using for potty training and like how can you help me rise like with understanding what to do and how to grow my business that's like 
Awesome. And how often do you guys, um, do you get together physically? Yeah, yeah. So usually I would say like once a month we try to get together, whether it's for dinner or whatever. And we sometimes even come with like bullet points to talk about. We're like, cool. um, you know, and then we'll text. Well, and if y'all are all too. a bunch of planners, of course you're going to come course. with like, someone's the secretary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I yeah. love it. One of the things that you mentioned whenever we were doing our onboarding questions is that one of the biggest challenges that you've faced is long your own business and now I love this topic and I'm a big advocate of like you know sharing what was that journey like um, what were the things you weren't anticipating and you know tell me about that journey yeah um, so I don't when I launched my business I don't even know if I was exactly ready for it um, it wasn't part of my plan um, my plan was to stay at home with my son and my daughter and um, a few months and I went a little crazy yeah. and I think that I'm proud of myself for being strong enough to realize that mm -hmm. you know being strong enough to realize that I needed something else and um, not that they weren't enough but sure. for me you know, I just needed another outlet, yeah. a creative outlet, uh, out mm -hmm. of the house outlet, whatever it is. And not everyone needs that. And that's okay too. Yeah. Um, so, but I think, you know, my grandfather was a huge entrepreneur and so it's always kind of been in my nature to do something like that. So I don't think it was anything that people didn't expect, I guess. Okay. Um, so yeah, but it was kind of a really quick thing. I was like, I'm going to do it. And my husband was like, okay, cool. So are the kids going to daycare? Like, what are we doing? I was like, I don't know yet. Yeah. Um, and then I realized that the wait for daycare was a year and a half. So, oh, <laughs> um, oh but gosh. thankfully we got in, you know, a little bit earlier. So yeah, I think it's just, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to be a wedding planner. And I'm like, okay, like A, it's not that easy, but B, it's really not that easy being a business owner. Like that's really hard. And um, I am not that great at the taxes accounting portion yeah. of it. So learning all of that yeah. has been a lot. Um, but I'm getting there day to day and kind of talking about that compartmentalizing. I try to be like, okay, this is, I work on business stuff when I'm at home. Like after the kids go to sleep, I'll open up my laptop and open up QuickBooks or, you know, whatever, and figure yeah. that out for a couple of hours. And then in the office, I work mostly on day-to-day -day wedding stuff. So Okay. So yeah. it's like business management, like the big picture stuff you like to do at home, like, you yeah, know, like shift gears into that. Updates or, yep. Yeah. Yeah. On the business. And then in the office, you're working in the business on right. day in, day out. Nice. Yes. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, and what was something that... I mean, in a, in terms of, because when I think about business, it's like, you know, we have our like sales, prospecting, marketing piece, and then it's like the infrastructure scaling, and then it's like client reviews, like, you know, that all of those elements, is there any part of that that stands out to you in your own journey of, of you know, did you learn something big that you weren't anticipating? Oh, um, the Instagram piece is kind of hard. Like, I think Ugh. I I enjoy it. Like, yeah. it, it's exciting to me to kind of put together images and stuff, but it's, it's hard. Yeah. Like, every day to come up with something to write, it's like, it gets uh, a little overwhelming. Yeah. Um, so that part I thought was going to be, like, the fun part, and now I'm, like, a little annoyed by it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, God, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, I need that list you just said. Like, I feel like I need to write all those things out. <laughs> the different areas. Um, but it, it's also kind of easy in the sense that it's just me. Like, I'm not yeah. trying to hire multiple employees, yeah. uh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, do I want to scale my business in the 
take less weddings, make more money. Absolutely. Sure. But like, I'm not trying to have six employees with me or anything like that yeah. one day. So yeah, no, that's yeah. so cool. And that's so funny that you mentioned like the social media piece. Cause like, I think this morning before we got into recording, we were like, we, we did some recaps because it's like, how do you stay relevant with content? Right. right. That's, and it's not just like, well, here's a nice picture, but it's like, <laughs> what's the cool story about right. it? We've seen 20 bouquets, like tell me what was unique. Right. And, and we're like trying to find those pieces. And so, you know, we're recording behind the scenes, um, sessions where we discuss like, here's what into what went into making this client's, um, video collection. Yeah. So we do almost like a recap recap of, you know, this is what was awesome. Here's what was challenging for us. We accidentally filmed in 4K for the whole wedding and it was like a half terabyte, you know, whatever. And just sharing those pieces. And then when we think of the captions, you know, we're like hashtag shrimp, like hashtag an emoji and like call it a day. But yeah, it is like this. It's like it's starting to feel like fall around here. I could say that three weeks in a row. Yeah. (laughs) How about that? Hashtag pumpkin spice. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, where's the... You know, it's a never-ending thing um, in the sense of social media because you forever have to stay relevant. You have to stay engaging. You have to show, like, you know, I'm doing stuff. Don't forget about me being top of mind. Like, how can you peak interest? And then as you get into it of the what are the algorithms behind it and and X amount of people have to like it. And then, you know, it's, it is like its own world in itself. And I know we just resort to doing terrible hashtags yeah. and just hoping it pans out. <laughs> but no, that's that's so awesome with just like yeah, getting a grip of like launching something and and finding like that rhythm it sounds like that works for your lifestyle. Yeah. Um tell me about um so you have mentioned that um let's see. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, tell me um what is some of the best advice that you can give a couple like when they just you know they you know will you marry me yes and then they're like all right now what and they look at all of the options and all the things of like what the heck how do we even start planning a wedding what would you have to say to them yeah i think well for me like if they were one of my clients i would say to just trust the process and trust your vendors um because so often you can get caught up in the little things of like oh well you sent me this person but i found this person online and i'm like there might be a reason why i didn't send you that person like whether it is they they did a bad job they're out of your price range or you know what i mean so it's like kind of when you and sometimes yes sometimes someone will be like i found this photographer they're in Illinois, whatever, you know, yes, Mm -hmm. it ends up being totally fine, you know, because I can't do research on all 50 states and out of the country, you know, so it totally works out. But in general is just like trust the process, trust your vendors. And if you do, the day will run way more smoothly if you can just sit back and relax and watch it from like the bride's point of view versus like someone who was super involved in every step of planning. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, enjoy your day. Yeah. Don't don't like micromanage your way into like do you really have to have a finger in every pie it's like that's why they're hiring you to be able to come in and just know that like it's taken care of yeah and i know and and i always you know i'll forever go back to this if it's like the diy route or putting something on somebody's like mom um to or an aunt that's like oh yeah like she's she's spearhead stuff she does catering what have you but it's like is that really fair to her 
for right. your family wedding day, like, would, would you not want her to be able to just celebrate and take it all in right. with you rather than, like, for you? So, yeah, yeah it's a big shift. Um, what is, like... After you do a big wedding day or a wedding weekend, what's some of your favorite ways that you like to unwind? Yeah. So every time I do a wedding, whether I'm home at like 2 a.m. or 10.30 p.m. or like whatever it is, I take a shower. I will take that back. I pour a glass of wine. Okay. Then I take a shower. Red or white? Red uh, or white? Red. Okay. And okay. then I sit on my couch and usually like scroll Instagram for 30 <laughs> minutes. Do a little scroll Yeah. Ski. Sometimes we're on TV, but I don't even need it. Um, just, you know, kind of look on Instagram. And at that point, I've probably been tagged in like 17 things. So I'm just like looking at, you know, kind of what happened that night. Yeah. I drink my glass of wine, go to sleep. And then usually the next day, my husband lets me sleep in. So yeah. like he'll get up with the kids at like seven so I don't have to be up that early and then I'll wake up at like eight and um recently we've been like going to Sullivan's and drinking at home team while the kids take a nap (laughs) we got some some hooting in the audience over there I love it that's awesome yeah um what is like Tell me about a wedding that was either, like, unusual or it was, like, amazing or it was, like, it went really bad really fast. Like, what I always love, like, the the behind-the-scenes stories. Is there any weddings that come to mind that are, like, well, that happened? So one wedding that I can think of where I I guess like the weather is always like when people are like what's the worst part of your job the weather always the weather um and really up until like I don't even look at it until the Wednesday before because I'm like I don't trust that it's not going to change when it's 51 percent I'm like that's bullshit like you never know so um I had one wedding one time where it literally rained the second guest got there and we had to like open cocktail hour and like get Mm -hmm. everyone drinking and then the rain stopped for 10 minutes rainbow appeared and it was just like magic you know and I'm like and like everyone was like did you pay for that to happen and I'm like yes 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 um so that's always like when the weather changes for the better it's always you know amazing like last weekend I had a wedding on Friday and Saturday was the worst yeah so like little things like that I think the weather you know if it turns out in my favor that is for some reason what guests always come up to me and say it's like did you get this for them did you get the weather I'm like yep I did (laughs) halftime like rain woman yes wedding planner Yeah. yeah but I would say usually like not very often do my clients ever even realize the fires that are put out whether yeah. it's like a bridesmaid that's throwing up in the bathroom the groom threw up in a bush like you know those kind of things oh, like yeah usually my clients never know that that stuff happens yeah so I hold it which that's pretty close yeah that is like a sign I think of a great planner that you know that it doesn't get to the person who it's like you know you want them to be relaxed and right Right. At ease. I know. I have had, um, I think the worst, uh, like, debacle of a behind-the-scenes thing that I can think of is, like, there was one, uh, like, the groom... It was such a train wreck of a day, but, like, the groom was, like, having one of his uh, groomsmen, like, write out his, like, thoughtful vows, like, last minute. And then, like, one of them literally left their drugs, apparently, at, like, a... 
one of the places they were getting ready. So, like, one of the dudes went out to get them more drugs. Like, literally, it was like, oh, where's Johnny? And it was like, oh, yeah, he's going to go score for us. I was like, what What? is happening? (laughs) That wedding day got shut down early because there was people getting belligerent at the staff of the catering crew. It was, yeah, that was a... Sounds like a wedding I don't want to be at. That was was a trip. That was one for the books. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so, no, it's like... The goal is to make it seem like, seamless and flawless and that you did provide yeah. those paid extra for the rainbows yes. afterwards. No, yes. that like is... Like, it looks 100% in their eyes. Like, in my <sighs> eyes, I can point out things that go wrong for every wedding, yeah. for sure. But in their eyes, 100%. That's so yeah. awesome. Um, what do you feel like... Um, how was your wedding day? When you think oh, yeah. back of, like... What did you love about it? Yeah, so I loved everything. Like, looking back... So, I say there's two things I regret. I regret that I didn't have a bagpiper at the end of the ceremony. Um, My husband and I went to Presbyterian College, so it's, like, a big thing there. Okay. And then I regret not having a live event painter. So, those are, like, the two things that I wish that I would have had. But other than that, it was perfect. I mean, I think the cool thing about being a wedding planner is, like, I secretly get to, like, do every version of a wedding I would want to do. Yes. So, like, I don't have any lingering feelings of, oh, I didn't have that. Yeah. Um, That's so true. Yeah. So... Uh, my wedding was great. I got married in the heat of July at Lounge Grove. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was great. Melissa at a Charleston Bride, my old boss, was my planner. She was okay. awesome. Oh. Their team was great. Um, every vendor that I worked with was amazing. Videography, photography, like everything was great. Flowers were great. Um, yeah. No regrets. Uh. It rained on the morning of. Okay. And then... It cooled down, but I'm a big believer in A, don't pick your wedding date because of the weather and because you can't control it and B, like, just roll with it. You know, yeah. if it rains, it rains. Like, don't worry about hiding rain in the photos. Like, get an umbrella, get some rain boots. It'll be cute. That's what yeah. you'll remember. So Yeah, and I think one of our sweetest weddings this year was um, a rainy day yeah. ceremony. I mean, it was like they didn't get a tent and it was a beach wedding so everyone looked like a drowned rat yeah but they were like the drowned rat having the time of their, their life. life like yeah. it, you know it's just there was so much emotion and yeah. it was like okay if you're gonna fuss and get yourself in a tizzy because you're so anxious about the weather being a certain condition versus like if you come in with that mentality of like yes that would be great to like have my hair look perfect and immaculate and regardless i'm gonna have i'm gonna be good yeah. we're gonna be good i'm marrying my best friend i'm married you know the, the love of my life right yeah but yeah it's like i like that just roll with it yeah don't get yourself some cute like polka dot rain boots on yeah glitter yeah. glitzer <laughs> glitzy girl um i'm trying to think um oh yeah so you mentioned lounge grove and like we personally also love lounge grove yeah. um what are give me your two cents on maybe an overlooked wedding venue or just someplace that um yeah, that you love working. Yeah. So, I love Lowndes, obviously, because I got married there. I also live two blocks from there right now. So, okay. pretty convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think Lowndes gives, like, the best of everything. Like, you're downtown. You're on the water. It's a plantation home. You know, so it kind of offers all of that. Um, another place, I guess, in Charleston, another place that I like to work is Runnymede. Okay. Um, you guys are shooting with me there in March. Yeah. Um, yeah so, it's it's really cool. It's also on the water. It's this huge blank space, which is what I love. Like, I love transforming a space. And, you know, you get married in one space, you go to cocktail hour, and you're like, this is beautiful. And then you don't even realize that there's, like, a dance tent or, a, you know, reception tent or whatever. Um, so, yeah, so a place like that where it's kind of uh, open 
field or something like that I really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And what, speaking of like running mead, what are some of the really cool, unique things about that place? Like it's transformable, blank canvas, like what else is awesome about it? Yeah. So they just added a bridal suite, so that's oh, nice. Yes. Um the there's like ruins there, which is really cool. The chimney. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um and then there's a lot of different options. Like so I feel like you can never really look up and see photos and be like, "Oh, that's where the ceremony is." Because there's seven ceremony ideas you know like you can really change up how you want to do it um which i really like and they also they have a tent built in there so it's you know kind of included with the venue if you want to use it you don't have to but um it's got flooring and a tent which is like awesome which i think is awesome kind of takes some of that thinking out of it from the client that and the pressure too of if you're like oh do we have to you know it's just peace of mind they have that option option. right um is it what do they have a sweet spot of the like for guest count wise like is it better for bigger weddings or is it versatile enough you can really versatile but it's definitely a big property cool um so like the wedding we're shooting in march is going to be like 250 guests yeah um and that's the hard part too about charleston is there's not a ton of places that you can fit 300 plus people you know so um so yeah so i would say definitely larger guest count but you could do smaller Yeah. yeah yeah i love that Awesome. Yeah, running mead. That's such a great. That's, you know, we're always thinking about what are the places like obviously there's pe- places that are like heavily advertised. We all know right. like <laughs> these are the places that you can get married in Charleston, but I love the not that they're underdogs, but yeah. just they're overlooked um, places with big value ads. Yeah. Um well, I mean, I'm trying to think of any other um if you have somebody that is planning a wedding and okay I love this question okay Okay. so between balancing family politics and between budget and then also like appeasing like whoever's helping fund the wedding and all those dynamics that can get really sticky what advice do you have to um, to a couple or to like the family unit of that how do you like to help people like see the forest for the trees right Um, I think, well, I always ask, like after they book with me and in that first meeting, I'm like, who can make decisions? So is it you and the groom or is it the groom's parents that are paying? Because so often it's not necessarily the bride's parents that are paying for the whole thing anymore. Um, It's it's older people getting married. And by older, I mean that they're established and they have some of their own money. Um, Or there's multiple people kind of putting in for things. So I always like to know, like, who can call me and make changes and decisions? I haven't had too many problems with it, that's for sure. Um, so, so yeah, I think as long as we're on the same page of, like, who's allowed to make decisions, who's the person I communicate with. Yeah. If dad calls me, can dad change his mind if you've already made up yeah, your mind? Yeah, who's got the veto power exactly. here? Exactly, who's yeah. the veto? Um, and, and, you know, honestly, I just... I tell them to communicate. Like, you know, it's like, y'all need to communicate because yeah. this is your wedding. And, like, uh, I can tell you all day what I would do. Yeah. Um, but if, if dad wants a nicer bourbon and you don't care about the bourbon who's paying who you know like yeah. y'all have got to kind of figure out yeah that decision so yeah they have no, to take some responsibility I, yeah. know. <laughs> I feel like there's been so many like just hearing from the the video side of it because oftentimes video is either an afterthought or yeah. it's like oh well, one of my friends told me i needed this and i didn't think about it but now i realize i want yeah. it what can you do and yeah. yeah it's like there's all kinds of it's it's challenging to go through that terrain um with you know especially with like the in-laws element of it where it's like you know i know like a bride might be used to 
approaching our parents and discussing financial matters. But then it's like, oh, here's my in-laws and I appreciate them. And now we're getting really like nitty gritty. And yeah, it's like getting clear on those priorities and just having those checks and balances. Um, And I always remind people of like, I'm like, these are the three things you told me that were most important. Or you told me when we started, you would rather have beer and wine if you could have draping. And so it's like, is that still the case? Or, you know, so just cool. kind of always reminding them of those things. And when it comes to videography, um, I always tell people that that was one of the favorite parts of my wedding. And I'm like, yes, we do still watch it. Funny enough, I got my video on a, what was it on? A disc. And okay. there's like nowhere to play discs oh, anymore. Yeah, and so, so like yeah. recently I was like, can I get that like online? So it yeah. like will never go away. And they're like, absolutely. And they sent it to me. <laughs> um, and I will say the best part now that we have kids is we showed our kids our wedding video for the first time recently. Mm-hmm. And to see our kids like light up, like we're movie stars on the TV screen. I'm like, everyone needs a video. Everyone has to hire a videographer. Your kids have to <laughs> yeah. look at you yes. the way they look at me. Yeah. Like I have a video of my daughter looking at me being like, mommy's a princess. And I'm like, oh my God, oh <laughs> that my made it God. worth it. It made it worth it. They're yeah. like, all of it. Yes. I do it all over. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. I love that. I know. I'm always looking for the the aftermath from a video perspective. And, yeah. like, we do our survey every year where, like, I hit up all of our clients. And it's crazy because now everyone's got, like, two or three kids. Yeah. Like, you know, we've got, like, five-year-olds in the mix. And it's yeah. like, what? But, like, to hear... You know, we're like, how many times do you still watch your ceremony? Yeah. How many times do you watch your highlight reel and see which products continue to hold value because yeah. we you know we're always innovating our That's packages smart. and everything but yeah i love that baby your, your baby's <laughs> like oh my god my mom's a princess yeah. <laughs> oh that is so cool well to wrap this up okay so Haley, how can people get in touch with you where can they find you yeah. online how do they do it yeah um okay so my email is Haley h-a-l-e-y at Haley kelly k-e-l-l-y events.com my instagram is Haley kelly events my Facebook is Haley Kelly Events. And oh. my website is HaleyKellyEvents.com. Branding on fleek. Yes. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming and wrapping up this session of the Ruby Hour with me. Um, and yeah, and, and from a listener and viewer perspective, thank you so much for coming in. And you don't really come in here. You just listen to us and watch us. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to like, subscribe, tag a girlfriend that this information can be helpful with. I know that if you're in the middle of planning or if you have a family member that's planning, what she's saying is straight gold. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time.